Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Today, my message is titled, Come As You Are. All right, so no matter where you are at, what's going on, I want to send out an invitation. I'm just being the mouthpiece, the messenger. Someone has already gone before me and said, come as you are. So I'm just being a mouthpiece. And God has called you and I to come as you are. All right, so we are all on different journeys. Uh, Do we have any athletes in the house? Okay, I see fingers pointing. All right, so we got an athlete there, not just a drummer, but an athlete as well. All right, Sean. So when you're running, we're all on different races. We're all on different paces. Uh, you all have your part to play. And I don't know if you've ever watched little children racing. Have you guys ever been to when you see little children racing? When they race, they want to stop and wait for their friends, like, come, come, come. They don't want to get to the finish line by themselves. Um, but for us, we're all on our own journeys. Okay, I can see some faces not so sure. Maybe you were rushing to the end line. Okay, we'll hear how Christine does when she starts her sport day. Oh, she'll push. Oh. <laughs> all right. So we're all on different parts of our journey. So I hope today's message, don't switch off because I believe there's something for everyone today. Amen. All right. So where are you? Haha. Where are you? And I would like to encourage you to come to God from wherever you are. Come to the one who has, who has established the throne. We have been going through a series, and top, the theme of the year is? Oh, very good. Okay, I'm going to be asking those at the back to also support me more, okay? Yeah, we're cheering each other on. All right, so heaven rules. Um, and the first scripture we're going to read today is from Psalms 103, verse 19. And God's word says, The Lord has established his throne in heaven. And his kingdom rules over all. And even as I read God's word, there may be some scriptures warning, warning sign, that there may be some scriptures that may be a little bit hard, but just disclaimer, it's not mine. It's God's word. Um, And even as he says here, his heaven rules and he has established his kingdom. And he who establishes the kingdom is calling you and I to come to him. All right, so this same God rules over all and is waiting for you and I to come to Him in every situation. Some people find it easier to come when life is good. Some people find it easier to come to God when life is difficult, but He asks us to come at all times. So when we come to Him, let's come to Him at all times. And once you've been to Him, He's come through, please remember to say, thank you. Yeah, all right, okay primary school teacher talking. Please say thank you. Use polite words, okay? All right, first group of people, not really point. Uh, So the first one is for a first group of people. I'm not sure if this is for you, but come to me, capital letters. Come to God, go to God, those who are burdened. I'm not sure how many have walked into this place with just so many different burdens on your heart, different burdens on your life, Sometimes it feels so hard that it, even, even, it, even, it is even hard to smile. And you don't even know how to tell people. You just say, I'm okay, because you're tired of saying life is tough. So God's word in Matthew chapter 2, sorry, chapter 11, 28 to 30 says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, 
and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Have you been carrying a heavy burden? God is asking you to come unto him. And even as he asks you to come, he, he hasn't asked you to sort it out and then come. He's saying, come as you are. Come with your burden. And he promised to give us rest. Why did God put this in his word? I guess you already knew we would go through challenges. Um, I'm not sure how many of you say life is easy sailing. Life is not easy sailing. Life is tough. LG says life's good. It is good, but it's challenging. Yeah. So, um, God, God knew life would be challenging. That's why he put that there. He knew we'd be carrying burdens. I didn't put an image up there, but I just saw different images of people's back all crouched trying to carry a heavy baggage. And that's how some of us may be feeling. But this is my invitation as a mouthpiece. God saying, come to me. God promised to give us rest. And when we take it to God, we are allowing him to take control. You are actually taking that burden and saying, God, here you are. I can't. I don't know if any of you can relate where you get to a place and say, God, enough is enough. I can't anymore. And that is what he's asking you. So even as you come to God, it doesn't mean the situation will automatically change. He's not a magician. It doesn't mean the situation will automatically change. Uh, but he did say, I will give you rest. And over the past few years, I learned what rest is. <laughs> so I, I, I used to uh, work like 42 kilometers away from where I lived. So to get to work early in the school, I would have to be up by 5 a.m. to leave my house by 6. And that doesn't mean I went to sleep at 8 p.m. the night before. Sometimes I'm going to bed after midnight because uh, you would have different meetings, and after meetings you have makan time. You, have, you go for dinner, you go and have supper, and by the time you get home, it's after midnight, and then you have a few hours of sleep. I even set my alarm and try not to see how many hours my clock would say. So, and then you have to wake up and be with a class of four-year-olds running around. Woohoo, not easy, uh, but I had to get through it. So, I would wake up tired, get through my day. Once the children are gone, tiredness comes in. Um, so that was me. And I was like, oh, I need some rest. And then there would be days when I get eight hours of sleep, but I wake up, guess what? Tired. And I'm like, I thought sleep makes you tired. I mean, sleep gives you rest, but it wasn't necessarily. But when I read God's word, I, I learned that rest is not just sleep rest, but it's just rest that God provides that is undescribable. When you've rested, is you're just sitting and you know that, hey, God's got my back. He's got this under control. Um, so that's the promise that God has given you and I. The situation may not change, but he promised to give us rest. Amen? So we may wake up feeling tired, and you can just say, God, please take over. And even when you surrender to God, you get to a place when you say, I got this because God has my back. It's going to be okay. It's really reassuring knowing God has your back. 
So my question to all of you who are feeling this way, would you come to God today? As you give to God, try not to take it back. Because sometimes you give that burden to God, and then you try to go and solve plan B or plan C. You try and take it back, and you're like, why is this not working? Leave it to Him and let Him do what He needs to do. He says His yoke is light. Do you guys know what a yoke is? Okay, for those who don't know. Okay, there's a picture on the screen of a yoke. So it's, He will make the yoke light. So you're not carrying it on your own. But that is a yoke over these are bulls, right? Yeah. Okay. So the yoke is shared. So you're not in it alone. Have you gone through a season where you feel like, I feel so alone? God wants to do it with you. Are you in a place where you are really desperate? Call on Him and He promised that His yoke is light. All right. Second group of people. So the first one is, come to me, those who are burdened. The second group of people are those who have been serving God, those who have been loving God. You too can and must still come to God. Continue to come to Him. Not that we, we do it once or once a month, but continuously come to God. So we may have been serving Him, know Him, and I put in quotes, we love Him, um, but when was the last time we really came to God? When was the last time you really just came to sit at His feet? So even as we serve God, it's important to constantly go to Him. As you may end up serving and doing out of routine or doing out of experience. I've done this for so long. Um, I was listening to one of my... I wouldn't say favorite, but great worship leaders. And he said he's been serving God for 30 years, worshiping. He says, but he never wants to neglect going to God first. Because he doesn't want to be worshiping from a place of experience. So it is important for all of us to come back to God for those who are serving. So as we serve, he may be still wanting to speak to you. So if you go to him, allow him to speak and Maybe there's something he wants you to do. Maybe there's something he wants you to say. And even as we serve, God will always give us a heart check. Sometimes we think we are okay. But when we go to God, he really gives you a heart check. I'm not sure when last you guys had a heart check, but I've been getting lots of heart checks. Um, and I'm going to read to us First uh, Samuel 15, 22. So here... We are seeing a king who God had asked him to go and even just go and fight the enemy and destroy everything. But this king was like, yeah, I'll destroy some and bring the best things back. And the best ones I'm going to use to, to, to uh, sacrifice unto God. But did he do what God asked him? So what did Samuel say? So Samuel said, has the Lord, as the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices... As obeying the voice of the Lord. Yes, you want to bring him your sacrifice. Yes, you want to give him. He does delight in it. But is it as great as obeying his voice? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And to heed than the fat realm. So more than just thinking we want to give God what we think is good. It's good to give him what he really wants. Um, so even as you obey... It is worth it. 
I'll just share with you a little testimony. Um, so many moons ago, many years ago, I was prophesied that I would become a teacher. And I remember leaving the altar, going to my mom and said, nope, I'm not going to be a teacher. And I was still, I don't even think I was 10. I was younger than 10. And then I love tourism. So I studied tourism and I worked in my uni education line. Then I moved to work for an airline. And when I was in the airline, we do um, training for six weeks to know all the country codes and a whole lot of stuff. So we did a whole lot of that. And then we get a test and then go and work. So while I was working, I had finished all my training, my supervisor came and said, hey, Nikki, do you mind going to be the invigilator for the exams? I was like, sure. And as I sat there just watching everyone writing the exam, the love for education came back. I just like, oh man, I missed the education industry. So I took a course, I started, I started learning uh, TAFL, teaching English as a foreign language. And after I did that, I started applying to schools. So this was around February, March of the year, beginning of the year. Once I finished my course, I started applying to schools. Guess how many replied me? Okay, you guys don't wanna, you wanna be positive, right? Zero replied me. <laughs> I had no single reply. Anyway, life went on. Um, that was around August, September. I felt God telling me, it's time for you to resign. So I was like, okay. I typed on my letter, no issues. Now I was holding my letter and I was about to give it to the HR and I was like, hold on. If you give this, you're a foreigner. Background, context, I'm a, I'm a Zimbabwean and I was working in Malaysia and I'm only allowed one month to live in the country visa-free. So if I give my visa, I mean, if I re resign, no job next, what's next? So I was like, oh man, if you resign, what's going to happen? Where are you going to be? What are you going to do? Are you ready to go back home? Not yet. So I, I had a lot of fear come upon me. And I just, at that time, I felt God's presence saying, is your faith in the visa or in me? I was just like, all right. And I gave my letter. Soon as I resigned, I started getting replies from schools. I started having people replying me. My last day of work, I was having lunch with my colleagues, and I got a message, an email or a call to say, we got your resume, when can you come for an interview? So my last day of work, the next day I had an interview. So God really just opened up the door. I didn't take that job for various reasons, but the rest you won't leave if I continue telling you. But what I'm sharing is obedience is better than sacrifice. When God asks you, would you be ready to obey um, what God did after me resigning was beyond what I could ever imagine. My salary used to last me a month and a half, but then I, I resigned. My last day of work was in October. I only started officially working the next year, May, but God provided for me. Uh, over the next few months, I had to travel because I told you only allowed 30 days in the country, so I had to travel a lot. And uh, that is when some of you saw me in the UK in 2018. That's how I ended up coming here. But God just opened up door after door after door, uh, which really blew my mind that all I needed to do was obey, and he took care of the rest. So I just want to encourage you, obedience is better than sacrifice. This is a challenging one, but let's read God's word. Okay, Matthew chapter 7, 21 to 23. God's word says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom, 
but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. So sometimes we may be doing things, we're like, yeah, I'm doing what God wants me to do, but is it really what he wants you to do? Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. The first time I read this, I was like, ouch. Because sometimes you think you're doing for God, but are we really doing for God? God is love. God is great. God did so much for you and I on the cross. But when God means business, He means business. So let's not play God. Because, huh, yeah, He will say, who are you? I never knew you. And we don't want to hear. That's the last being we want to hear that from. So this is not my words, but God's words. So even all of us who are serving, maybe you've been serving God for a few months, or you've been serving Him for a long time, always come back to God. So sometimes it may not always be easy to serve due to various reasons. Um, maybe you have a very busy schedule, but you, you're trying to serve. Maybe you have been placed in a place where you need to serve God, but there's not many believers. Would you still choose to serve? Maybe you are in a place where there's no support, but God is asking you to serve. God has put a dream on your heart, and you share with everyone around you, and they're like, nah, I don't think so. Would you still choose to serve? Would you obey Him, or would you say, oh, God, there's no one to support me? Would you still serve God when no one else believes in you, or no one else believes that God put that on your heart? So maybe sometimes the environment you're in is not welcoming for you to be able to serve. Would you choose to still serve God? Come to Him. Would you still serve Him even if? Even if it gets tough, would you continue to serve God? Would you continue to serve even if it's uncomfortable? Would you serve even if you're alone? Would you serve even if no one else is in it? Would you serve even if you're tired? But is God, God will continue to say, keep going, don't stop. So even as I'm sharing about those who are serving God, those who are loving Him, keep coming to God. Um, okay, teacher stories. So I, I, I teach, haha. I, I go to schools, and when I go to school, and the day I go in, I'm like, I've done this yesterday. I did it the day before, I can do it. Oh man, the children are tough. And you're like, oh, oh, why is it so hard? But I reminded myself that every day I have to say, God, I need you. And when I do that, there's just such a, a joy to, to be in the class. The children are behaving. You have more patience. And the day goes on well. So I want to encourage us, even as you serve, even as you love God, keep coming to Him. Amen? All right. So the first group of people... I've shared with you, come to Him with your burdens. Those of you who are serving and loving God, keep coming to Him. And my next group of people are, open up your life to God. Open your heart to Him. So some of us have been very far from God. Some of us are still on the journey of knowing Him. Or some of us know that we haven't been living right. Maybe we know that God has set this standard, but isn't it okay if I just, how far is too far? 
if you're asking that question, it's not a good place. Um, so, if you're not living right or you, you're far from God, this is for you. Would you too come to God? We don't need to sort out everything. God is not a God that we have to sort out everything and then come to Him. He's asking you to come as you are. So, we do not need to know everything in order to, because sometimes like, let me know a little bit more before I give my life to Him. It's okay. Come as you are. There's no prerequisite of knowing God. He just asks you to come as you are. So we're going to look at even how Jesus called his disciples. And even as he called his disciples, he calls you and I. So even as we read Matthew chapter 4, 18 to 22, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to the fish, to fish for people. And at once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and, and their father and followed him. How many, I wonder what I would do, if God just says, come, and he does ask us still now, come, but you're like, God, can I fix, can I pack my bags, can I, can I, but he's asking us, just come, come as you are, so obedient, the disciples, they just left and come, one of them even said, let me go and bury my father, and he's like, no, let the bed bury the bed, let the Dead, bury the dead. You just come. And, and they obeyed. Would we obey God? We spoke about obedience is better than sacrifice. What is God calling you and I to today? Yeah. So these are different examples. So even as we, we heard how God called, sorry, Jesus called the disciples, they failed too. They had different doubts over the three years of Jesus' ministry, even when he was going on the cross, they walked with Jesus. But even when, they went, when he went on the cross, some denied him. Some betrayed him. There were so many different doubts that happened. But they didn't have it all together. But God just asked them, come. And God still worked in their lives. We see that when the Holy Spirit came upon them and how God is able to use them. So church, would you come as you are to God today? So... I'm going to read another one, Revelations chapter 3, 15 up to 20. I know your works, that you are neither hot, so that you are neither cold or hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. I know we heard this not too long ago. So God is asking like, so where are you? Are you here or are you there? Are you for him or you're not for him? Choose you this day. Ha! Choose you this day. Who shall you follow? Ha, ha. Okay, sorry. Choose you this day. Who will you follow? Would you choose to be lukewarm, look hot, be meaningful, be something? Because I don't know. Do you, you guys like hot tea, yeah? You guys like iced tea? Do you like warm tea? Oh, wow. Okay. We have someone who likes warm tea. All right, so choose you this day whom you shall serve. Um, okay, I'm going to continue reading on. 
verse 19. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be, uh, be zealous and repent. So God is saying, as many as I love and rebuke, I chasten. Has it been hard? God says he loves you. That's why he, he, he disciplines you. That's why he corrects you, because he loves you. So has it been hard? I don't know if you guys, well, I'm sure some of you can relate to like, God, oh, this is such a hard lesson. But he's doing it because he loves you. Verse 20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. Would you open up to, do to the door? Would you open the door for God to come into your life this morning? He's a gentleman. He won't push his way into your life. It's you to open that door. Um, I don't think you as grown-ups want your mom or dad to open the door for you when your friend knocks at your bedroom or knocks at your house. It's you to go and open it, not your friend to open your house. I'm sure even the married couples, if your friend is coming, you go open the door, right? Okay, I don't think that's a good example. But all I'm saying is you open the door for your knock. Don't let someone else open it for you. So God is asking you to come. Don't be like the little ones who are telling their friends, come, come. Let's finish this race together. You do it. You finish it. But of course, please don't neglect your friends. Okay, that's in something else altogether as well. All right, so God loves us and he will correct us. Um, even as God does this, we lovingly correct the people we love. The people you really love, you would say, hey, come on. You would try and tell them, right? So that's the same thing God does to us. Um, and God does it, it's for our good, for us to be better version of, of ourselves. So that's exactly what he does for us. And a beautiful thing about God, when he shows you what it is you need to work on, what it is you need to change, he doesn't leave you in it. Because sometimes it's hard, it's painful. But he doesn't say, okay, now fix it on your own. He says, still come. I will help you. Come just as you are. So God loves you and he calls us all to repentance. I said, maybe you've been living a life that is, you know, I'm not here to stand and judge anyone because I too am human. But we know all our lives. We know where we are at. And if there's anything in your life that you too need to repent 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Repent. I asked us, have you been far from God? I'll share with you another testimony. So when I was moving to the UK, which was last year, May, I came. But just before that, it was a bittersweet leaving where I came from. But there was that excitement of looking forward to a clean slate, starting new, new canvas. Um, I was really excited to say, God, what can you use me to do in the UK? Um, I was really excited to say, God, here I am. Um, I humbly say this. I don't know if some of you know, my second name is Esther. And at my one of the days just before I came, I read a scripture and I was reading from the book of Ex Esther. And it says that, Esther was there to go before the king, and I was coming to the land who's had a king for many years and now has a, a king. 
So it was really an encouragement to me that you are going to the land who now has a king and your name is Esther. What can God do through your life when you are here? I remember coming here on holiday. I'm like, oh, I'm just here for a few weeks. What can I do? But now I'm here. Long, I'm like, God, use me to, to, to reach out to the people who sent the gospel to my country many years ago. Now I'm here. They need Jesus. Use me. So I was excited for that. And I was also excited to, yay, I can earn money that can help me take care of my family. I've been away from my family many years, and uh, if I ever thought of buying them something with my Malaysian ringgit, it was a little bit hard on the pocket if I had to send something here. But when I was here, I was like, yay, I can finally get myself stable. So I had different things I was looking forward to. So when I got here, excited to meet all of you, excited to be here, and um, then the paperwork started looking for a job. And I in the end, I found myself looking so much into the job. I was feeling like oh, all those rejections. Oh, man, you guys feel it? Those rejected emails, you get oh, another one. Thank you for replying, but we, we regret to inform you. It's like, okay, don't need to read the rest. There were so many of that coming. It was really overwhelming. And I, I really had to say, enough's enough. Nikki, get up off your bed. And I started to do prayer work. It was really cold those days. I started to do a prayer walk around my area, and I really had to repent to say, God, I came here excited to be used by you and also to be stable, but I'm more going to focusing on my career as compared to being used by you. I really had to come back to God and say, God, thank you for this heart check that it's not all about getting myself stable. It's not all about that because you will take care of it, but it's about you. I came here for you. You will take care of it. And again, you won't get, leave today if I start sharing the testimonies of how God has orchestrated and taken care of everything. But my encouragement to all of us is come as you are. Wherever you are right now, come to Him. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, it's time to let go of ego, of pride, I was saying, I can do it on my own. God says, if we call on his name, if we would humble ourselves and pray, seek his face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sin and heal their land. Many decisions we make is beyond more than us. It's for those around us. So if you choose to keep carrying that burden that you need to let go, the people around you will feel it. The people around you will be like, how else can I help you? Your friends you love and care for you will be like, what, how, how can I help you? How can I take this burden from you? But when they see you release that burden, you bring joy to them as well. Those of you who are serving, and, and um, you will put a smile on God's face when you choose to not just serve out of routine and experience, but really out of obedience. And the people around you will truly see that you are serving God. Um, I will share with you another testimony that I heard. I think it's a pastor from New Zealand. So he grew up in a Christian family, parents Christians. And for some reason, the challenge of being a Christian following when your parents are leaders is a bit hard. So he fell away in so many different ways for many years. Um, and then when he was like 
I'm finally ready to come back to church. He walked into church and he tried to go and sit closer to the front and someone asked him to go sit more to the back because I think he came in with tattoos and stuff. So they asked him to go and sit at the back. He felt rejection straight away. It's like, this is me gaining strength to finally come back to church and this is what I did. He quickly just stood up and walked out. And as he got to the car park, there was a man who just stretched out his hand and shook his hand. And he says that handshake was just, it was not words, but just that man's handshake was just like, I accept you. I welcome you. So even as you serve God out of obedience, people around you will feel. It doesn't even need to be words, but even just through your action, people will see God. And that man came back to God, and now he's a pastor. He was ministering in Malaysia. But all it took was someone who really was doing it right with God. Because even as a host, I think I've been hosting for a long time. You can just get used to this shaking. And people can feel it. I'm sure you can feel a handshake and you can feel welcome here. You can see a smile and you can see a smile from the heart. You can see someone say, another thing is, how are you? And how are you? And the person continues like, am I supposed to answer or you... The way you do it is, is also going to be a blessing to people. So when you have come to God, allow Him to fill you. You will be a blessing to those around you. Um, if, if you have been also far from God, your decision will also bless others. We are all young in this hall. Um, we're all not 99 yet. We're all very young. The decisions you make, you might say it's fun for now, but it affects the generations to come. Um, Abraham made a decision to, to have a baby with Haggai, and today we have different issues when we have the two, Ishmael and Isaac. So the decisions you make, church is beyond you. So what would you choose today? Would you choose to come to God today? Even you choosing to come to church when you have a project due tonight, you choosing to come to God today, even though you have an exam tomorrow, will not just bless you, but people around you. So church, would you come to God? And even as I ask you to open up your heart to Him, I won't say following Christ is easy, but it is a blessing. So what would you choose today? So even as we come towards a closing um, I'll ask even the band to get ready. I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 7, 13 to 14. I'm sure you may have said it or heard someone say it like, oh, why can't I just do what I want? Why can't I just live life my way? It's so much easier. It's true. It is so much easier, but the pleasure is just for now. Because God's word says, enter the narrow gate. It's difficult. Enter the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go by it. Verse 14 says, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. So even God's word says, narrow is not easy. Would you choose to come through the narrow gate? Wide is the easy way. That's how we see loads of our, the people around us going that way. Would you choose to come to God today? Would you choose wherever you are to follow Him? 
even if we get to this time, we're going to close. I'm just going to ask you just to bow your heads and close your eyes. And even just reflect on where you are at. I really hope when you heard this message, you don't think it's for someone else, but for you. Where are you? Would you come to God? I know I can stand here and share, especially for those who are really burdened and saying, you may say, you don't know what it feels like. It's really hard. I may not know how you feel, but I know the one who's calling you. It may be even hard to pray and say, God, I've been waiting. I've been searching. I've been calling out. But may God just remind you that He's there. And even as I said, you come to Him, it may not change the situation. But we serve a God who's after your heart. Would you choose to come to Him and trust and believe that He has your back? For this group of people, it may be hard to go through it alone. You can call a friend. The leaders are there also ready to journey with you and cheer you on on this journey. Cheer you on the same way when we see people running a race. There's those in the crowd when you get tired and they say, go on, go on. I want to encourage you to keep going on because it's not over until God says it's over. Would you come to Him, all those who are heavy laden, and He will give you rest. At such a time, it's not the time to run away from Him. It's not the time to give up on Him, but it's the time to come. Come to Him who loves you. Come to Him who cares for you. Come to Him who has the best for you. And those who are saying, I'm in a good place, would you continue to come to Him daily? Let's not get too comfortable and then we see different distractions coming in. But when we come to Him, we know we are following and doing what God wants us to do. That we can be obedient to what He asks us to do that day. It may seem small. It may seem big. But God can use the big and the small to make a difference. I shared with you about a handshake. It could be just greeting someone. Whatever it is God is asking you to do, would you come, hear from Him, and go and be a blessing? Those of you who have heard about God and you're like, no, not for me, would you just try? Would you come? I promise you, even that meal, that, that meal that your friend has been telling you is good, you're willing to try. God is even better. 
He is better. And He loves you. If you've been far from Him, it is time to come back. Come back to Him. If you willingly, knowingly living in sin, won't you come to Him? And God can use all that you've been through. He can turn it around and help you start afresh. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.